All right, good day to you. My name is Fred Oakman, and as always with me today is Mr. Jake Peters. We are PS This Is Awesome, a PlayStation podcast. This is episode 306, and this is a show where we share our feelings about the current state of PlayStation. But before we get on with the show, I want to invite you all to subscribe to our channel on YouTube. YouTube dot com slash ps this is awesome it's simple if you want to make fun of our trophy list on the playstation network you can find me at anchorless underscore 81 and mr jake peters at jakesaw 01 as always you can write the show at ps this is awesome at gmail.com and most importantly don't forget to share the show with your friends and be sure to leave comments and rate our podcast as you see fit and as a reminder this is a video podcast as well so you can watch us if you prefer, on the YouTube channel. So for new and or longtime listeners, we have a Patreon. You can support the show like some other people do at a $1 level. The Patreon tier is called the one and only $1 Club. Head over to www.patreon.com slash awesome to become a $1 patron. You'll get a free die-cut vinyl sticker in the mail and a shout-out on the show. We have not had a new patron in a while. So if you want to be that person, now is the time. With that out of the way, Jake, how are you doing today? I will say I'm digging the beard. I don't know if that's on purpose or you're just lazy, but it looks good on you. Um, so I I don't know if I would call it lazy so much as I didn't want to do it the first i usually shave like once a week mm. and then i didn't want to do it like a few weeks ago and so i was like you know what i i didn't do it that week and then it got into the second week and i was like you know what i haven't had a beard in a while maybe i'll just let it grow for a bit mm-hmm. so i let it go for an additional week so i'm 3 weeks in and i got to be honest with you i fucking hate it yeah i hate it a lot I, I, I wouldn't, it's not that I, I don't mind like the look of it or anything. It's, I hate the way that it fucking feels on my face. <laughs> it, it's like, if I could just somehow make it so that I didn't feel it around my mouth at all. Yeah. I would be okay with it. It's just the idea of like it constantly, like every time I eat, I feel like I'm getting shit on my, like sticking on my mm. face and like all this stuff. Um, but it's yeah, it's like a combination of laziness and curiosity. Because there was one time, maybe I don't know. It's been quite a few years ago now. Like maybe right after Sarah and I got married, that I I didn't shave for like six months because I had a I, I broke my wrist playing mm. hockey. And I was like, fuck it. I'm just not going to shave the entire time my wrist is gone. Wrist is fucked up, which was like, you know, eight to ten weeks. And then I was playing again. And I was just like, you know, I'm just going to I'm gonna hang on till Christmas. And then, like, I didn't shave for a while. And I got this uh, from my mom. My facial hair starts getting like a reddish tint to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whenever I grow it out. So I... And it's in a, it's a little patchy in a few areas. Like I think I would keep a beard if I had a beard that was thick enough that I could shave it to like a what do they call that? Like a distinguished level, well, like know, a manscaped, like, you, like 
Yeah, like you can you can actually trim the whole thing with like a set of like longer trimmers mm. and keep it all like a uniform length. I think I would be okay with that, but I don't know. It, it's it's probably coming off tomorrow if I'm being honest with you. Yeah, well, I'm glad um, I got to see it. Yeah. So, uh, but other than that, uh, it was pretty nice day. Although I didn't get to see it really at all because I was working. I'm, dude, I'm working like fucking crazy. That's yeah. why. That's why I asked you if I if we could maybe do it tonight because I'm like busy all weekend, mm. and then I got like all this work shit going on next week. I'm basically balls out with work until Christmas, and then I get to take a little bit of a break. But uh, I uh, kind of like a non sequitur, but I was on the way to work this morning, and I, I feel like you'll appreciate this. That's why I was that's why I'm bringing it up, and I was just letting you know, Amazon music play on my phone, just Mm -hmm. like whatever fucking comes up. And that song, uh, Jesus of suburbia by green day came on. Oh yeah. Right. And it's off of, it's off of the American idiot album. Mm -hmm. And I remember not really liking that album all that much. Like it, it, it felt to me like that was the album where they really went mainstream. Right. And and like, not that they weren't huge before that, but like that was like their, if you want to call it their sellout album. Yeah, to me, like it, that. It, that album felt like it was their last shot to be relevant again, and they pulled out all the stops. Yeah, and they succeeded. To be fair, like they succeeded yeah. in blowing themselves up and becoming a business and all this, which is crazy. Um, and I applaud them for that. But uh, anyway, like I was I. It came on and I was going to skip it and then I was – because I, I remember not really liking uh, that album very much. Mm-hmm. But it has been a long time since I listened to it. And then the beginning of the song kind of kicked on and I was like, this actually sounds pretty good. And then I remembered what I didn't like about it. Mm. That song is fucking 10 minutes long. Oh, yeah. That's and a- it, has like, it has like six different parts to it. Yeah. And I'm like – Bro, you're Green Day. Yeah, you're not freaking Iron Maiden or some or shit. Queen where you're or like some telling, shit, right? yeah, yeah, like it's so. By the time stay in like your lane, the, guys. Yeah, like fi- like five minutes in, and it was like the third part already that could have been a whole new song, and I'm just like, okay, you know. But that was to be fair. To be fair to them, like they had a message. This was around the time of 9/11, and yeah. there was a war going on and all this stuff. Um, and so, like, that's the whole, like, you know, that's when Wake Me Up When September Ends got really big and, like, all this other stuff. So, uh, I I don't have a – I'll say this. It's well produced. It sounds really good. Mm-hmm. But it's not really what I'm looking for from a Green Day album. Like, no. my, my two favorite Green Day albums were Dookie and Insomniac. Mm-hmm. Like, those two albums I thought were, were awesome. And then after that, I just kind of fell off. But uh, – yeah, I don't know. That was just a well, little. Speaking like, of Green Day, dude, they have a new music. record coming out, and they're on I the... saw. I just saw a uh, like on YouTube. They like just released a video or something like that. They have, so I, I... yeah. So they, they yeah. did in that new video. It's like song is weird. It reminds me of like something the Offspring would have put out. The new song, I think it's yeah. called Dilemma or something. It starts off kind of very Green Day like, but then like it just starts sounding more like the Offspring. It's weird. I will say, speaking while we're on the topic of music, I I do like Green Day. I I grew up on like Dookie and on Kerplunk and stuff like that. So like the early records, 
And it's funny because like a lot of people who listen to them now who are because there are still new generations discovering this band and being like, oh, yeah, fucking. And now like the new generations like American Idiot is like, oh, that's an old record. But it's like this band has been a band forever. They've been a band for a long time. But yeah, yeah so Plunk came out in ninety one. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. So I, I mean, Dookie, I think is hands down Dookie and Insomniac. Like that song Armitage Shanks on on Insomniac, the first song is just so mm-hmm. damn good. And uh, going to Pasalacqua on uh, I don't know that's is that one thousand thirty nine smooth out slappy hours. It's either that on Kerplunk. That song is fantastic. And then, to be fair, there's something in. Now we're going, we're completely going off rails here. But he, 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 the way he sings, going to pass a lack. There's some things that Billy Joe does that I pick up as a songwriter, like on the lyric delivery, that like maybe a lot of people pick up on, but they're not like, oh, that's really clever. They just like, oh yeah, that's that's fine. It sounds like Green Day, but like, uh, there's a line, and this is like one of the first songs they put out is like. You and I together, uh, how's it go? Uh, Will this last forever? You and I together, uh, something, 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 holding hands, yeah, far away. But like the way he sings is like, uh, how's it go? Man, what the fuck is the lyric? It's so good because then he uses the same technique later in a song on on, uh, their song Warning on their record Warning, which is like their acoustic one. But he does this real creative thing where like he enunciates words in such a way that that becomes like meta musical. If it, it so, it's like we'll last forever. You and I together, hand in hand, we run away. But he has this way of like singing that, like the way he sounds, it's like his own language. Sometimes the way he blends words into other words. So, in warning, he has a line that says, "Keep out of reach of children. Don't you talk to strangers. Get your philosophy from a bumper sticker." But the way he sings it, his mouth becomes a fucking snare drum, and it and it bounces off of what Trey does on the drums. And I don't know if a lot of people, but it's so fucking good. And he sings like, children, don't you talk to stranger, get you." And he said like that, like it's like the weird. It does it picks up on like the three, and it's so intentional and it's so clever and it's a weird count like consonant wise, but it plays off the snare drum. It. Music musically, it's really interesting when he says that line, and then going going to pass a lot of things that I pick up about that band. But I think generally they're pretty good. I don't really like a lot of their newer stuff. I didn't like American Idiot at all, um, not because of the content of it. A lot of people, I don't know. I think a lot of people misunderstand American Idiot and think it's like, I don't know, it, it, it is what it is. But well, let me just let me just this on a closing note mm-hmm. tell you sort of like it. This this is kind of like encompasses a little bit of what what lost me about Green Day mm-hmm. as they evolved is that Insomniac, which as much as I think Dookie is the superior record, mm-hmm. Insomniac, I listen I wore that fucking CD So good, out. man. Like, Stuck just, with me? I, Jesus. Yeah, like I I loved that album. And that album from start to finish is 32 minutes and 49 seconds long and it's 14 tracks and it's so damn good is walking contradiction on there too i think it yeah, is yeah yeah american idiot is 13 tracks so it has one less track and it's almost twice as long yeah, at just yeah. under an hour yeah mm. it's like it's just it's it's 
those like Insomniac Dookie, the stuff before that, like even maybe I guess to an extent Nimrod and stuff like that shit is all punk rock, like classic punk rock. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's Whereas, just good pop punk, dude. It's so good. Yeah, like they, they were just really – But not like – They were really diving into the concept with American Idiot. And I yeah. think that that's something that was lost on a lot of old fans. Yeah, I think you're right. And, and now they're kind of splitting the difference now with their new stuff. But their new stuff is just so fucking polished. And he's using like effects on his voice all the time now. And she's like, dude, you got to fucking kill her voice. Just bring it back. Like you don't got to like fucking – be operatic. It could be now. that he can't hit some of that shit anymore. I mean, he they he is like 50-something now. It's so, so like, crazy to think about that. It's so sad. Yeah, it makes but, me feel so old. But they do like musically. You listen to some of the new songs. Like, I can't remember. I think it was off of the last album they did mm. or something. One of their singles or something. They'll be playing and it's like the song will be kind of meh and mm-hmm. then like Trey will rip some ridiculous fucking drum fill in the middle of the song. You're like, I know oh, the song that's you're fucking about. Green Day. Yeah, it's bang, bang, you know what yeah. I, mean? I know the song. Yeah. So, like, it's – and there was – I think it was off that album. They had a deal. Obviously, I'm a big hockey fan. They had a deal with the NHL where they were doing, like, this, this like, music before NHL. It, was like, it, was, it wasn't like they were playing live, yeah. but it was like they had these smash cuts of them playing as a band, and it was, like, all commercialized and shit. Mm. I'm just like, man, it – like I, they've lost the plot for me like completely. Like I, it's just, it's not the same as it used yeah. to be. I don't like to call bands sellouts, dude, because they're just taking advantage of doing what they love. You know what I mean? Like, what oh the fuck? no, like, I, I, would I do guess that. I didn't. I didn't mean that as a pejorative. Yeah. I, I meant like, dude, if 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 someone came to the fucking flood and they were like, "We'll give you ten million dollars right. to make an album that sounds like Taylor Swift or something." Yeah, I mean that's a bad example because she writes good music, but like, I don't know, fucking, you know. Uh, Tim McGraw, let's say, or something like that. It's just like, okay, yeah, yeah, and <laughs> all then day long. We'll hit the fucking think tank and just turn out ten songs like that. Yeah, right. It's it's right. it's interesting, man. But yeah, no. So yeah, I, I really dig Green Day. I don't like their new stuff, or I would say most of their newer stuff. But yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah, Insomniac. We we're in agreement there. That's a great record. I I will say that Dookie though for me is I think Dookie is less is less loud and abrasive than Insomniac, actually. Um, Insomniac's like a little darker. Like a lot of the songs, I think most of the songs, I don't know if you know this, but most songs on Dookie and Insomniac are tuned a half step down. Dude, that fuck. I'll never forget the first time I heard Brain Stew mm. and just like that guitar sound yeah. in that song. So, it's just, it's so like dirty. I don't know. There's something yeah. about it that just feels crunch gross. To it. Yeah, yeah. It's, and, it's, and it's awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah, they had so many good songs back then. Every single song they had was a banger. Then they had that Jason Andrew Revelva, Revelva or Relva song. It was like a, um, it was on the Angus. There was a movie called Angus. It was like a one-off on that movie soundtrack when bands would give like B sides to like movie soundtracks instead of like try to write hit songs for it. And then like Weezer had a song on that soundtrack too. It's, it's called "You Gave Your Love to Me Softly." It's one of the best Weezer songs I've ever fucking heard. And like mm. that Angus soundtrack was fantastic, but. Dude, uh, I actually saw – I've seen Green Day twice. I, I did talk to Billy Joe once years and years ago at Warp Tour. It was very brief. He was signing autographs and uh, we it was one of the Warp Tours in Pittsburgh that uh, my old, old band, the Torpentines, played. So we, we were just walking around and I didn't realize they were doing autographs and he was sitting at a table and there was tons of people there to meet him. And I just kind of yelled over people because I had my little badge and I thought like maybe he'd like talk to me. 
I was like, hey, Billy, you guys going to play J.A.R. tonight? That Jason Andrew Robinson. And he looks at me and goes, eh, it's not on the set list, dude. I'm like, oh, okay, that sucks. He goes, yeah, maybe next time. And I was like, yeah, all right. And then he went back to signing shit. I was like, that's cool. I actually talked to Billy Joe. But then um, I saw them recently, well, within the last 10 years in Cleveland. And uh, they put on a hell of a fucking show, dude. But, like, it's it sucks because it, it really is – a catch-all of all different kinds of people, you know, that go to their mm-hmm. concerts. And it's just like, I, I, you feel like you might as well be watching Kiss or somebody or like Aerosmith. Like it's, it's just people are just there because of the name and don't necessarily know all their music and just know their hits. And then they kind of probably feel an expectation to play just the hits. Uh, great. They, they played a lot of shit from all their records when I saw them. I've seen them twice, like I said, but... They're on a tour. This has turned into like a fucking long podcast already. But they're on a tour with with the Smashing Pumpkins and Rancid. And it's a stadium tour. And I would love to go to that. But I don't want to fucking watch them on it. Yeah, I don't want to watch them on a jumbo screen. I've yeah. seen Rancid two, three times now. And they're one of the best punk bands out there. They're so good. Live. They're unbelievable. And I, I've never seen the Pumpkins, but... It is what it is, man. Um, I got one quick story, and we'll start talking about the the yeah. So this episode, we're gonna talk we're gonna talk about the Grand Theft Auto Six trailer, which dropped, and we're gonna talk about all the shit from the Game Awards that just happened yesterday, or two days ago. It might have been yesterday. Uh, we're recording this on Friday, and uh, the show airs every Wednesday. And if you are a supporter on the Patreon. Uh, website, you will have early access to the episodes, uh, usually on Monday. Or as soon as we can get them up, which is usually Monday. But maybe this weekend you're getting luckier and you're getting it earlier. So my quick story is, dude, I never play the lottery ever, right? Now, don't get too excited. But I I went to Tops to get some sour cream for dinner. We were going to make some quesadillas. And we ended up just making like mushroom soup or something. So I didn't even really need to go. But while I'm standing there in line, I look over... And I see the two big lottery scratch-off machines, right? And you can't fucking make money scratch-offs. But you do hear randomly that once in a while, some jabroni from local, like, hit for $250,000 or something on a scratch-off. Like, fuck, man, that could have been me. What store was it? Do I go there? And I start like, yeah, man, what if I would have just bought one? So I'm sitting there, and they make these they make these lottery machines now. It's, apparently, you don't even need to have cash on you. You could just swipe your debit card or your credit card right. probably. And that's a dangerous game for some people probably. So I'm not advocating gambling. But I'm sitting there and uh, I'm doing the self-checkout. I got my card in my hand and I'm just like, it's Christmas time. They have some Christmas-themed ones. They have these ones called Bah Humbug for three bucks a piece. I swiped it. I bought two. Now, if you're familiar with the scratch-off ticket, it's usually just matching numbers and you're seeing if anything lines up. The top of this ticket, there are five little places that you can play. Top of the ticket, the very first game says, match two symbols, win everything else on this card. All the dollar amounts, you win them. And then the other one's like, oh, match the numbers. You get, you know, if your number matches, you win the prize underneath it. And the last one is get like a Scrooge, win a hundred bucks or whatever. It's all the shit, right? First card I scratch off, nothing. And I'm like, all right, that's be expected. I, I get it out of my system. You know, it's a new season. I like something about like we we always used to get in our stockings 
uh, lottery tickets from my parents because my mom loves that shit. She loves watching us try to win a dollar or two dollars. And uh, so I get to the next ticket, Jake, and I, I'm at the very top and I scratch and it's a gingerbread guy. And the next one is a gingerbread guy. The rest of the ticket is a win. No matter what is there. And like my heart's like, I'm like, oh, fuck, it's happening. It's going to fucking happen. Like, you know, and I'm like, God damn. And I'm like sweaty. And I'm like, I don't even know. Like this, there could be, you know, because the last one I scratched, all the other numbers were like, you know, like $500, you know, $300. And then there was like free ticket. And then one was like $10,000. And I'm like, fuck, man. Like if I have two gingerbreads at the top, I get no matter what these things say. And I'm like, I, I can fucking make out here. I could get my fucking Indian I want. So here we go. You know, this probably never happens. We get two of the same fucking things on top. First little box I scratch, $3. I'm like, all right. Made my money back. Second one, $3. $3. $3. $3. Everything was $3. It was a $30 ticket. But, like, dude, my adrenaline, like... Pretty what, good. Not bad. Yeah, fuck yeah. Because I, I it paid for my... Because I also picked up toilet paper. So, like, it paid for my shopping trip. But, like, dude, having those two at the top when you hit that... I was like, it's no wonder people do this shit all the time. Because, like, my head's like, what if I got another one? Could, it could be it. And I'm like, fuck, no. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's gambling. Like, people, that's get what it, it is, right? Gambling. Yeah. So. <laughs> but I couldn't believe but yeah, it. Yeah, those, those, those machines are crazy. I mean, at least in Pennsylvania, because it's different from state to state. But, um, I think you have to use a debit card. I don't think they'll let you use a credit card because they need, it needs to be a cash transaction. I just presume. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's a dangerous game people play but yeah 30 bucks i I was pretty excited you know and and then it it leaves you feeling ripped off but it's like i'm still up like 27 dollars. you know what i mean on that ticket so i won but like you're like man it should have should have been at least a 100 on there somewhere you know just one the psychology behind it is amazing i mean if you buy like a powerball ticket dude like everybody who buys a powerball thinks they're gonna win they're gonna win yeah they're like this could be the one yeah everyone's like it could yeah. be. That's why I'm buying it. Yeah, this is probably you – know, <laughs> why wouldn't I buy one? Dude, it, it messes with your brain, man. Yeah, and, and I'm not – I don't even play those. And I was standing there. Like I said, I was doing the self-checkout and I looked over and it's all glittery and it's got all the Christmas ones in there. I'm like, I'm going to fucking buy a couple of these. I bought two. So I'm actually up, what, $24. But then, like I said, I bought the toilet paper and the sour cream. So I think I'm even. Um, <laughs> so let's move into – PlayStation. Oh, we actually uh, we talk about games that we're playing. Sorry, so we are going to talk PlayStation, and uh, we're about twenty three minutes into today's episode. Sorry for the long rants about Jake and I's lives, but that is normally what we do on the show, and then uh, we get into business. So every episode we talk about games that we're playing. I will report Jake like you. I platinum Spider Man two, and uh, tonight today. Today, VR for Resident Evil 4 dropped for free. You have to download it. You have to go to the store and download it. So if you own Resident Evil 4, the remake, you have to go to the PlayStation Store and download the VR mode. It's like not very large. Uh, I have it. I've never played Resident Evil 4. I really want to try it tonight. We'll see how late this podcast goes. Uh I really want to. But I guess the shining achievement that I got is that I finally platinumed another game, Spider-Man 2. Pretty easy to platinum. Good game. 
I just hope whatever DLC they come up with, it doesn't take too long because I feel pr- proficient in the in the combat in it right now. Yeah, Jake, what about you? What are you playing? So I <laughs> so I played a little bit more Alan Wake, and then I I kind of paused playing Alan Wake because. When you texted me the one time and you were like, I played like one of the craziest things I've ever played in a video game (laughs) in Alan Wake. I think I got to that part and I was just like, when I was, the whole time I was playing this section, I was like, this is so fucking cool. (laughs) The whole time I was like, this is so cool. This is so cool. Yeah. And then I got done with that part and I was like, I was like, I got it. Before I move on, I have to like revert my save and show Sarah this part of the game. (laughs) So, like, before I do anything else, even though she, like, kind of fell off on watching the game. It's like, you don't really even need to know the context. It's just, like, the, the thing that happens is just so cool. It's, I've never and, seen it before in a game. Yeah. And so, uh, so I was like, all right, well, I downloaded, and I mentioned it last week, I downloaded the demo for um, Star Ocean Second Story R, mm. which is the remake of Star, o- Star Ocean, uh, the second story. And started playing it, and this game is pretty fucking cool. I'm not gonna lie; it's a it's a JRPG from I believe it's from the 90s, and they remade it. And what they did was, if you've played Octopath Traveler, you know how it's like they have this whole 2D HD thing oh, yeah. where it's like everything is sprite, everything is like pixelated and sprites, but it's like placed <coughs> in three dimensions so like you get all this like sparkle and real water effects and all this shit but all of the graphics are pixelated well what they did in this game was only the character and enemy sprites are pixelated but the surrounding world and environments and everything are high def 3d fucking models it is like really it's really interesting and really kind of neat looking and I'm not like the 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 dialogue and everything is a little fucking cheesy and stuff, but and the combat is kind of weird because it's like it's like action based, but mm. then there's like pause menus where you can cast spells and there's like this dodge mechanic. Um and sometimes the combat seems incredibly easy and other times it seems incredibly hard, so like I'm not really sure about how the combat is supposed to flow just yet. Mm. But I'm like, I've been, I, I'm like two, two hours, two hours and 15 minutes into it. I think the demo will play for, uh, three hours before it cuts you off, but there's two main characters and you can choose to either start as one or the other. And I think they start in different points. So if, I get through the demo and it lets me restart as the other character. I'd like to try that out because I'm interested because the two, the two main characters, they come from very different sort of stories. So I'm interested in how, and obviously they meet pretty immediately, but I'm interested in how really diverse the, the origins of the two stories are. Now they come together relatively quickly and then you're the, the two characters are together, I think probably the rest of the time. But, um, Trying to think of uh, 
this is it's probably like similar to cyberpunk or something you know where you like you start out in a different area depending on your background that you pick or whatever but pretty quickly you kind of join with the main story and and what have you um so i've been i've been enjoying that and i haven't really had a whole lot i've been just i've been running all over the place for work so i haven't had much time to play so basically i've just been playing that and uh I don't know. I'm hoping to 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 play a little bit more um, Alan Wake this weekend, and I still want to check out what's that game? Um, the heist game with like the pic- that's pixelated and you can blow shit up. Oh and, yeah, uh, um, tear away. It's not, it's no, not, tear. Uh, yeah, tear, tear down. Tear down. I still have it installed, and I still want to try it out real bad. So I'm hoping that if I don't get to it this weekend, I'll definitely try to get to it. Uh, over Christmas break because <laughs> I have I have some time off for Christmas, so I definitely want to try try that out because it does seem kind of interesting. Yeah, it looks awesome. Um, very good, man. Well, every show we talk about listener feedback. If you want to write into the show, you can write us at pssazosmagmail.com. You can also write to us on our YouTube channel, but we prefer for you to go ahead and write us on Patreon. We don't care how you get a hold of us, but that is our preference. Uh, we have had very minimal uh, back and forth with our listeners lately. So hopefully everybody is okay out there and everybody's doing well. Um, so if you want to write in, you can do that. Uh, I'm going to take no comments as a good sign that you guys are agreeable with the shit that we're doing right now. And so we're going to move on to news. And the news this week, like I said earlier, we're going to talk about the Grand Theft Auto 6 trailer, our opinions, some things about it. And then we're going to jump into some of the things that were shown and went down at the Game Awards 2023 this year. And uh, we're not really going to talk about the who the winners were and all that stuff, more so the reveals, the trailers that went on. But the first thing I want to talk about, Jake, is the Grand Theft Auto 6 trailer because – it essentially broke all kinds of YouTube records because it had like over a hundred million views in like, I don't even know, like fucking two days or something, something ridiculous. I, it leaked. So apparently the thing leaked and it came out a day early and then rockstar were just like, well, shit, uh, since our trailer leaked, why don't you just go to our, our YouTube channel and watch it there? Here you go, everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so they just kind of attacked that. It's weird that it leaked just the day before. So my guess would be that somebody at YouTube leaked, leaked it or maybe someone within their company. Maybe they had access to that. But they did a pretty good job keeping it under wraps. Um, dude, there's so much to say about this trailer and maybe not so much at all. There's, there's a lot of impressions. I, I kind of want to talk about the setting uh, their choice of the song for the trailer, which isn't really a big conversation, but it's funny in a way. And then, you know, w- how well I thought the game looked, uh, the j- overall vibe, and then, like, what they're shooting for a release window. And the the reason why this is important is because Grand Theft Auto is, like, I don't want to say the largest game out there, but, like, dude, they – it's a fucking – it's a monster. I, I don't know if I would say it's bigger than Mario – in terms of things, but it's it's fucking huge. I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know either. I mean, is it bigger than Mario? Popularity? What's in terms that? of current popularity? Probably. 
Yeah, when you say video game, what does somebody say think of immediately? Like our parents probably like, oh, Ma- Mario, you know, or Nintendo, Mario. But like modern kids, what's one of the first video games come to mind? Maybe not Grand Theft Auto. Minecraft and Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, Minecraft, my Grand Theft choices. Auto, probably the first two. Call of Duty. Call of Duty. Yeah, so it's it's a juggernaut for sure. But, dude, so this, this trailer came out, and I, I have watched it like five or six times. Because there's so much, but not much at all. And it's like, uh, it's definitely set in Vice City. So Can I just say, yeah. can I just say, I love that they chose this Tom Petty song. Yeah, right. Like, they, they could have chose any number of way more Huge famous and hits. popular Tom yeah. Petty songs. And they chose Love is a Long Road, which has just got this dope – it's from uh, – was it uh, Full Moon Rising or whatever the fuck that album's called? Yeah, something like um, that. Uh, yeah, so – but anyway, it's got this neat like electric piano to like start it out and it's very like 80s and there's just these uh, – dude, it's – it's so good, and it fits the trailer so great. And I don't know why it does, know. but it does. I don't know what your opinion is, but I think that this is – we were kind of speculating a little bit about about the time period. Maybe it would be yeah. 90s or whatever. I think this is modern-day Vice City. Oh, yeah, what for it sure. Like to me. Yeah, it's got to be um, modern-day. But I got to be honest with you, man. I'm not like the biggest – I haven't <laughs> been a GTA fan <laughs> I haven't been a GTA fan since the original Vice City came out. Mm-hmm. That was whatever, 2002 or yeah. whatever it was. And But this trailer has got me jazzed. <laughs> yeah, dude. It is so good. Yeah. I mean, I wish I wish we got a little more in terms of, like, gameplay and stuff. But just setting up, setting up the theme and, like, the feel of the game, I'm all in already. The vibe. Yeah, yeah. everything about it. Like the, So the set, yeah, dude. I, I love that that's how you feel about it because that's exactly how I feel about it. And I didn't I didn't anticipate feeling that way about it, though. I wasn't even excited for it. But when it happened, and I wasn't familiar with that Tom Petty song. To be honest, I like Tom Petty. You know, my father's got Tom Petty on satellite radio all the time when we drive around in his, in his Tucson. Uh, but, like, it's always Tom Petty. And we cover Tom Petty songs. Tom Petty has a lot of records, to be fair. But I do agree with you. The fact that it's a deep cut, it's still a banging song. And I th- <laughs> we'll jump right to the song. We'll go back to setting in a second. But what, why I have song on the on the notes here is that apparently, uh, well, that you know, Tom Petty's no longer with us. But like his his Twitter account or something said something like, you know, it must be his wife or his family or whoever's in control of his estate just wrote like, you know, we just want to thank Rockstar for, you know, Tom loved the fact that his, he had a song on one of the earlier Grand Theft Auto games. And, uh, you know, we really appreciate, uh, you guys picking Tom's song for your, your debut trailer. And then they, Rockstar retweeted it with like a heart, you know, and that was it. Yeah. And, uh, for those who don't know, Tom Petty's from Florida. He's a Gainesville guy. So, like, mm-hmm. that probably has something to do with that decision as well. And it kind of bothers me that when we were talking a few episodes back, we talked about music. Like, what song do you think it's going to be? Like, I was like, Nirvana. And you said, like, some different things, too. He said, watch it be like Gaga or something. Joking. You know what I mean? But, like, dude, why did none of us fucking say Tom Petty? Because that would have made the most sense, really, from logistical yeah, but I mean, there's there's a number know. of a number of famous musicians from Florida, but like, 
Yeah, you, you I, like hot water music. I was like, yeah, Tom, Tom, Tom Petty is is like if you think about Rockstar and like their <laughs> sort of vibe, like it kind of just makes sense in hindsight. Um, uh, in case anybody's curious, the the album is called Full Moon Fever, not not Full Moon Rising, and that album is fucking awesome. And if you want. That album, Damn the Torpedoes, like all like Wildflowers, just listen to all of them. They're so fucking good. All of them are great songwriter. But uh, yeah, I I just I don't know, man. As soon as you like, you were you you text me and you said something about that that trailer or whatever, and I hadn't watched it yet, yeah. so I was like kind of ignoring you a little bit because I didn't want you to like <laughs> like fucking ruin something for me. Yeah, right. So I. Uh, so I, I pulled it up. I was like crawling into bed when I saw your message. So I pulled it up on my phone and I watched it and I was just like, fuck, this looks awesome. Yeah. I wish I'd watched it on my television. Yeah. Because it's just so. Dude, it's so Just good. everything from like the, like even the main character and her sort of. And I, I assume you're going to be playing maybe as multiple characters in this like you did in GTA 5. I'm not sure. But like the vibe of the main character and her getting out of prison, and then like, dude, the like it just looks really good, and I I love that like you can tell from this trailer that they're so just like with previous GTA games, they seem to be so in tune with like modern culture, dude. It's like ridiculous. the way that so they're fucking ridiculous. The way that they're representing things like social media and shit in the video, like it's it's very, oh. it makes me optimistic that they're gonna they're gonna keep the tradition of of having just like really really great social commentary mm. in this. It, I mean, because honestly, like the other than Grand Theft Auto, the only other media that I would say does social commentary in a similar fashion would be something like South Park where yeah. it's like no holds barred. They just fucking go at it and everyone just accepts it because it's great. And I hope that without the, um, the, the, I think like, I don't know if, if one or both of the Hauser brothers are gone, but, uh, I know at least one of them is gone. Hopefully that doesn't impact the way that this game is written because man, I, I am just looking forward to like the sarcastic radio stations and like I, who knows what the fuck they're gonna do with with just even social media on like phones and things like that. I don't I don't know. It could be yeah. it could be amazing. I'll say yeah, dude. I'll say this like they they're so good at holding up a mirror with without without outright saying. You're all fucking ridiculous. They just hold a fucking mirror up and then you see this world in video game world. You're like, holy fuck, this is us. Like what? This is so fucking hilarious and ridiculous that this is where we're at. You know what I mean? Like some of the shit in that is just (laughs) mainly the Florida shit. You know what I mean? Like the the Florida tropes of, uh, you know, just – just all of the things like the dad bod thing where the guy's like on a boat and he's dancing. There's all these like women around him in, in like bikinis. And is like the tweet was like something about dad bod squad or something. And like, dude, they're just so in tune. Like you said with things like, you know, women twerking on cars that are just flying down the highway. And like, 
you know, I think in the beach shot, there's there's a there's an influencer who's like uh, holding like a he's laying on his side and like he's there's, surrounded by people. But like he's trying to get the perfect shot of like either his girlfriend or whoever is like clearly in a thong like posing. And like he's like trying to fucking get the perfect shot to post. And she's like, dude, we're so fucking vain. And like the fact that they just exploit the fuck out of it and they make us laugh at ourselves is so incredibly awesome. And uh, I think some people probably look at this thing and they're like, oh, that's so fucking cool. You know what I mean? And there are cool parts of the video, like definitely for sure cool parts. Like some of the automobile shit that was going on, like with like the shutting down a street and doing fucking donuts or doing drag racing or whatever the fuck they had going on. Like that shit happens and that's culture. So they're in touch with like culture and they're in touch with like underground shit, but they're also really in touch with just the absolute ridiculousness of society. And they put it all in this huge ass sandbox. And man, Vice City's huge and it looks awesome. And the graphics are great, and and it looks so populated. And and I don't know if you picked up on this, but a lot of times in Grand Theft Auto, well, I mean, the current Grand Theft Auto game is like 13 years old or some shit. So like, but like every time you play those games, you can see behind the veneer, and it's like, oh, we have like three of the same car on the screen at the same time, or like we have, there's only so many model types, or there's only so many. Characters start to kind of do, you know, it's like when you're playing MLB the show and you look in the grandstand and like every six persons eating a fucking hot dog at the same time. Like, like, like one guy will eat it and then like a half second later, the guy, the guy, like six or seven people down will eat a hot dog or take a drink. And it's like they're all like the same fucking models. When you look at this trailer, I don't think I saw it like the sa- any repetition. And that's by design on their part, how they made this trailer for sure. But they're sending a fucking message and they've figured some shit out. And if you think about how good Red Dead Redemption 2 looked now, granted, it's probably that game's also old, older now, but like probably much easier to accomplish what they did with that game in like a wild west open world, like less buildings, less architecture, less, you know, there's not like 300 horses in lights and stuff. You know what I mean? Like you don't have like 300 horses on the screen at the same time going different directions, abiding by rules and people using crosswalks and fucking, you don't have that shit going on red dead. It's just like you and your fucking horse by yourself. And they capitalize on setting and like stuff there. But like when you really look at like grand theft auto and you have a bustling city, man, they fucking nailed this. Like if the game looks this good and it like, even if it looks a fraction of what they're selling us right now, hopefully it's not just a bill of goods and it's just all bullshit. It's Rockstar. Mm. They have so much fucking money and they have had years and years to work on this. They probably have more money than any studio right now because of Grand Theft Auto Online. They have so many resources and so much fucking talent that whatever they're piecing together here is going to be just a fucking treat. And I can't wait, man. I couldn't believe how good the graphics were. Everything looks so real. Like, it, it's like realistic, but it's not. It's stylized realism. And, like, it's so interesting because if you look at, like, just, like, the character models, like, they they look a step, a cut above anything we've seen in a Grand Theft Auto game. They, there's something about them. They look so – dude, and, like – 
man, I, oof, just the textures, uh, the lighting, man, there's a scene where like there are people dancing in a, in a, in like a, uh, a nightclub, not the strip club, but the nightclub where it's just packed full of people. And there's like a DJ like up, there's so many heads bobbing in the crowd and dancing. And I'm just like, this looks like a real nightclub. It looks like it. It doesn't look like oh, there's like seven or ten people here. It looks like it's fucking shoulder to shoulder, and it looks awesome. I don't know, dude. The setting they fucking killed it. it it's gonna be a fucking treat if it's even close. And I hope, I hope they get the story right. You know what I mean? I hope they get the story right. So I've touched on graphics. We touched on the song. This song of Tom Petty's had like a. I don't know, a 30,000% increase in streams after this trailer aired, uh, which is amazing. So go fucking Tom. I believe it. That's so, I've listened to it a few times for sure. Um, It's a great song. But like, Jake, anything else you want to talk about before we talk about the release window on this? What do you think? No, I don't. I don't think so. I, I, it's one of those things where I need to just. They're gonna, they're gonna, the marketing cycle on this game is gonna be so fucking insane that. Buy your take two stock now. (laughs) I just gotta like, I just gotta like not watch anything else about this for the next year. Yeah, Jesus. Because like, because you know, you know, it's gonna be like they did with Grand Theft Auto V. It's like every fucking week maybe next year like halfway through next year it's gonna be like every week there'll be screenshots of buildings and fucking planes and like ads on tv and different number of different trailers and a story trailer and mm. a making of trailer and like and it's just like the marketing budget for this game is probably a billion dollars more than what and most so, companies have to make a game yeah 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 way more so i i don't know i mean this is this could quite literally be the first billion dollar video game to come out and i am really really curious uh what we're going to end up with i do have one lingering fear and that is how are they going to integrate online with this right like i i really hope that this isn't an always online world like i really want to make sure that there is a separate I'm by myself. No one's crashing my game. Fucking single player mode, just like there was in GTA Five. And they can make a new GTA Online and have it be separate, and it'll probably be way bigger and all that. But I want to. I want to have the quintessential Grand Theft Auto single player experience. Yeah, me too. And I'm hoping that that's a thing. Well said. And release window 2025. So I guess a lot of people were upset about this. And it's like, dude, the, I I don't know. I think everybody was thinking that it would be sooner than that. True. And there was a lot of speculation in the industry that it was going to be 2024. Mm. Like maybe fall of 2024. But my guess is that this game is – it could be first half of 2025. Maybe like a spring, early summer. It could be two released. years from now. For real, honestly. but it could be two years from now. It could be fall of 2025 that we get this game, and so I don't know. Just uh, just be prepared to wait and be excited. 
But like I kind of mentioned, I I just kind of got to forget about this game. Yeah. Unless there's something legitimate to talk about because it could be a long time before we see it. So. Man, it looks so good, though. It looks so good. Ah, anyways. Yeah, let's move on. Yeah. So let's move on. Uh, The next news point is going to be an amalgamation of stories that came out of the Game Awards 2023. I am not going to separate each game on the YouTube channel for easy access, so you're going to have to just figure that out yourself. Um, I just want to have a natural conversation with Jake and not have to pause every three seconds to write down a timestamp. So we're going to talk about the Game Awards, what went down, and uh, Jake, we have a couple things we need to discuss about this. I put a link here for you. Push Square did a really nice job of discussing the things that did get announced at the Game Awards. I did not include everything on their list. I included a lot of things. And some of the stuff we don't even really have to talk about if you're not interested in talking about it. But the first thing that I thought I wanted to bring to light, the the gods of Asgard, the band from Alan Wake 2 and Alan Wake 1. Mm-hmm. The bass player was not really playing the bass during their performance. And it drove me crazy. And they would like cut to the drummer at like the worst times because there'd be like a fill going on. And like he was like, it was like delayed. It was either delayed because of the stream and they were playing or they weren't. The guitar player, I believe, was really playing because they zoomed in on his hands when he played the solo. Really cool idea to do at the Game Awards. Mediocre execution. I love the fact that it was done. I don't know if you saw this, but uh, they they played. No, I didn't even know they did this. Yeah. So they. I'm, pl- I'm, I'm on it up now. And it's essentially, I think, what we talked about at the beginning of the show, what you saw in game. But like, it. The bass player like has his hand essentially on the same note the whole time almost. At least it seemed that way to me. Maybe it moves a little bit, but like it definitely doesn't go with the song. So it's more of an expose and a theatrical thing as opposed to a real band playing. Because it sounded didn't sound live, the music. I couldn't get a read on it. I think I did get a read. I, I got to be honest with you. It kind of annoys me that they did this. Fair enough. Because it's a spoiler, first of all. It's such a fucking cool part of that game. Like, I, if I saw this before I saw it in the game, I think I would be, I would, when I actually finally got to the part in the game, I think I would be kind of bummed out. Yeah. I mean, it's still it's still cool. I was more right? upset that but the it's... band wasn't really playing the song <laughs> than the fact that they spoiled that shit for anybody. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, it's it's definitely it seems like the drummer's playing, but like he was playing, but it didn't seem to line up with what I was hearing. I, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't it's, matter. It's it's how how can you know? I mean, you can tell probably that the guitar player knows what he's doing, and maybe even. The maybe even the bass player knows what he's doing, but maybe it's all fucking lip synced and shit. Backtracked and shit. Like you know what I mean? Like it could just maybe not be a thing, right? So, um, 
But yeah, it, I guess there is the, like a cool, the cool thing about Alan Wake and having it be that crossover of live action and video game CG is that they can do stuff like this. Yeah, and, and it's it just totally like the game. Works. It's so weird. Yeah, like it's very, very neat that you could you could literally go to a uh, old gods of Asgard concert in real life. Like that could be a thing, and it would and it wouldn't be like a, like an approximation. It would be the real thing. Like that's kind of fucking cool. If I'm being honest, yeah. not that I want that to happen or anything, but like. Sam Lake's doing some Sam Lake's doing fucking God's work over there at Remedy. I gotta be honest with you. <laughs> it's fucking wild shit. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> yeah. It's really good yeah, it's, shit. Uh, it's cool. It's cool. cool. I, I I the jury is still out on this performance. Maybe I'll watch it later or something, but like like where I can actually hear them hear it. But uh I, I, I do it I will admit that I am a little bit bummed that that they decided to expose this via the game well i'll say this too maybe you don't know this about alan wake 2 and this isn't a spoiler it's just how they made it you do know that the 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 live action alan wake the guy that plays alan wake when he's talking that's not his voice someone Mm -hmm. else it's somebody else's voice and both guys were at the game awards and they were doing this live during this performance well, it's like uh, the guy that, um, like, uh, uh, Sam Lake plays Alan Alex Casey, but it's but not that's his not voice. Sam Lake's voice yeah, in so the game, right? It's weird. Yeah, it's, they do some weird uh, shit, man. It is very, it's bizarro, but it like fits. Like they can do whatever the fuck they want because of how dreamlike and insane Alan Wake is. Yeah, it's so cool, man. It's so good. It's really neat. All right, so that out of the way, that was the musical performance. Uh, There were some other musical performances too. I think uh, Hellblade's – there was a music thing going on there. Um, Monster Hunter Wilds, which I believe is the new Monster Hunter game, is confirmed for PS5 in 2025. So again, it could be two years away. A lot of these announcements are not like – anytime soon so we don't need to talk at length about them but is that your understanding is that monster hunter wilds is the sequel to monster hunter world or is it i think it's just the next it's probably just the next mainline monster hunter game i don't know i mean i I watched the trailer for this and i was just kind of like i don't know like it's not for me yeah right um but i know that people love monster hunter Mm. so this game is undoubtedly going to be enormous yeah it'll be it's just not going to be probably for me yeah that's how i felt about a lot of things that were shown but there were some things that were for me uh the next was a there was there was something interesting about like how there was like there was like so many uh like creatures on the screen like it was it was kind of neat how there was like a stampede and then like there was like a stampede of predators and prey and you're just kind of running away from all of this nonsense and mm-hmm. then there's like a storm blowing in. It definitely looks crazy. I just I, – Monster Hunter's too complicated for me. Like I, I just don't – I don't have the – I don't have the fortitude to play a game like that. Yeah, that's fair. We had a listener a while back that we were talking with all the time and they were really into Monster Hunter. They kept trying to get us to like try it out. I forget who that was. Um, I played a de- I played the demo of Monster Hunter World. I just I can't I can't with all the stuff. It's yeah. just it's, it's just it's too, it's much too much for me. So the the next the next thing that I want to talk about and this this kind of 
I didn't expect it to be this quick. But uh, God of War Ragnarok, meaning like I thought they would push, they would be like, oh, it's coming out like March or something. The DLC uh, is going to be free and it's out next week. So, and it's, this this was just like shadow dropped almost. And because they haven't advertised for it or anything. And uh, apparently it's it's a roguelike version of god of war i think it's kind of like from what i understand because there was something that was like oh you know it's okay if you didn't do well this time you'll do, do better next time or something but it's apparently supposed to be taking place after the main game story and kratos is facing his past so i don't know what that means if there's going to be much story to this or if it's like he's facing his demons right his mental demons and i don't know i th- i think it's literally just a roguelike add-on kind of like tower of sisyphus for returnal and shit that it just is like a way to sort of leverage the combat system in this game because everybody loves the combat so much and then they just added like a story twist to it okay kind of like you know with uh with the kratos thing you know what i mean so am i gonna play this Probably not. If it was like an actual piece of story DLC where I didn't have to worry about like dying and starting again, dying and starting and dying and starting because it's the roguelike thing, I would definitely be interested in it. But they would charge for that. They're not gonna. They're not know. gonna give you free story DLC. Yeah, I mean, so. maybe they. Maybe there are little pieces though. So I guess I'll wait till reviews. Right? It's definitely gonna get reviewed. Mm-hmm. And then I'm sure a reviewer will say, "Oh yeah, this has more story than we thought." Or yeah, it's really just like an arena. But I will say, though, like, I watched, when I watched the trailer for this, dude, I always forget how just, how much, how awesome the combat in God of War looks. Oh, yeah. Like, the it has so much impact when you're playing it that it just, yeah, it makes me want to just, I don't know. It's fantastic. It's like, it's like, it's like the, it's like the third person medieval version of fucking doom or something where it's just like you're just ripping these enemies apart like it is just so cool it is really cool yeah i really liked god of war man both of them uh the next the next one rise of the ronin which is a ps5 exclusive is coming out very soon march 2024 this is a team ninja game it has very much ghost of tsushima vibes as far as setting but it looks to be more kind of uh Fast action oriented. There's some gunplay. Uh, looks like they're focusing a little bit on story as well. So if if you're into it, check it out. I think it looks good. I don't think it looks as good as Ghost of Tsushima looks. But I think mm. there's probably a good game here. I don't know. Team Ninja has a good uh, reputation, I believe. So I wouldn't be surprised if this is – if this is uh... – heavily heavily in, uh, influenced by their roots in difficult action games because they mm. they're the ones that did neo right so um this seems to be like something that obviously has much more story but don't be shocked if the combat is still incredibly challenging sure in this game so it didn't look i it, will but, say yeah, you're right Excuse I will me. say that I do think it looks very good, but 
I agree with you that I don't know that it's going to be as AAA and as polished and as thoughtful as something like a Ghost of Tsushima. Right. But uh, I do think that it I, – I like I like the sort of industrial – like start of the industrial age kind of like mix of swords and guns. Like it's, it, it's very – it's very The Last Samurai. I don't know if you remember that movie with uh, Tom Cruise who, who yeah. was the – he uh, was the like American military commander from like the Civil War or something that like got sent over to Japan to try to teach their army how to fight, and he ends up getting captured by this last like old guard of samurai, <laughs> and like it's it's very it's a very like uh, very interesting sort of concept, just this like m- like mix of these two worlds, so. It could introduce some very neat combat mechanics, so I'm kind of curious about that. Yeah, yeah, it could. We'll see. We'll see what happens with that and how the people respond to that game. Um, I'm not going to pick it up, but I am. I wish them the best. Uh, Final Fantasy 16. Uh, we we got the titles of the downloadable content that's coming to the game. Um, the first one, Echoes of the Fallen. Shadow dropped and is available now. And the next and then the one after that is going to be called Rising Tide and that will make itself available in the spring of 2014. So Jake, I know you played Final Fantasy 16. I think that you enjoyed it. I did not play this game. Do you have any interest of jumping into the DLC? You know what? I we're getting pretty close to that time of year where we start talking about like our favorite games of the year mm. and i'm gonna be honest final fantasy 16 is definitely on that list for me i mean it is in my opinion a great game and i really hope that at some point in time you find a gap in your schedule and maybe a reason to check it out because i think that it's while it's not as is much of an rpg as older final fantasy games the combat is so fun the set pieces are great the voice acting is awesome Mm. the setting is cool the story is neat and i when i saw this trailer i was like when i saw that final fantasy 16 dlc was announced i was just kind of like and then when i saw the trailer i was like Oh, like I, I could get back into Final Fantasy 16. The only thing that is a bummer, and we talk about this, we've talked about this ad nauseum on the show, is like, I don't know if I really want to have to relearn the combat <sighs> and like Jeez. all this stuff. Like, it's like my problem with God of War. Like, God of War and Spider Man, like these games, I'm not going to sit here and say they're the hardest games on the planet, but for me, at least, it takes me a hot minute to like get comfortable warm back with the combat. Up. Yeah. Like you've got a there's a lot going on. Like there's a lot of systems in these games. It's not like the old days when you're just you got an A and B you button. know mashing buttons, yeah, right? right? So will I check it out? Probably not this week. But it might be unless I've got something else in my in my uh vision. This might be a one of those games I think about looking at over break. And I, I I mean I'm assuming it costs money though, so I guess it depends on how much it costs. Yeah. Right. Huh. Black Myth Wukong is releasing in August 
of 2024. This game looks visually incredible. There were some there were some uh, undercurrents online about the game developer in like how they've made things really difficult for their employees and like it's not like a good working condition there. I, I don't know anything about it. I'm not trying to purvey or spread this information, but this is what the internet seems to be saying, portions of the internet. I couldn't find anything about that, but that aside, the game looks really cool. Yeah, I'm just kind of scrubbing because this is like one of those trailers that I just missed. Like I've heard the name of this. Yeah, it looks cool. But like it's very bizarro, like all these crazy creatures and it definitely looks really neat. They look like uh, animal people. I, I don't know if it's all like stuff out of like Chinese folklore or mm-hmm. or whatever or maybe I, I it's a I single player action RPG for those who don't know but it does I was trying to see I was looking looking up game science trying to see where they're from um because you had mentioned something about potential humanitarian game science studio. is the developer yeah. But I mean, I was on the Reddit, uh, just people talking about the Game Awards. And maybe it was even Push Square, where someone was like, yeah, don't support this company. You know, they're treating their, their employees like shit, you know? But how do you know? That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't want, I mean, I don't want to not, like, spread those rumors. Are so, like, whatever. I mean, just look at, look at, I guess it was, it was par- apparently so sexism. Like, this is an IGN uh, okay. article. Well, but I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, is every single person in the company sexist? Or is it just that, like, you know, maybe one important person happens to have a particular issue? Like, is it is it really, like, obviously we want to condemn the actions of anyone who is who is acting in this way. But do we really want to punish the rest of the developers that put their heart and soul into this game? Mm-hmm. Um, I, you have to make that choice for yourself personally. According to yeah, according to an but, I, an IGN article, uh, it says this is on IGN.com. Um, it says we reported. Hold on. It says Game Science's unveiling of this trailer at the Game Awards, however, comes just weeks after our own report compiling numerous sexist comments made by the studio's founders and other developers spanning the last decade. As we reported, these comments have sparked a growing backlash among Chinese gamers, particularly women and their allies, who find them demeaning and alienating. Though a large contingent of other gamers have leaped to Game Science's defense in response. As a result, many of the videos, discussions, and communities growing around Black Myth Wukong have become spaces of ferocious debate between women demanding apology and accountability and their detractors replying with sexism and cruelty. So I have no fucking clue, and they apparently have reached out to Game Science for comment, but they have not offered any comment about any of this. So that aside, the video game itself looks fucking cool. So I don't know. I don't know much about the controversies going on about this game. I'm not dialed in as much as I should be for being a PlayStation podcast host. But uh, this 
this game itself hasn't really been on my radar either. So, I mean, if it was something I cared more about, maybe I would be more invested in the stories behind it. But um, it looks cool. So August 2024, if you're interested. Jake, this is a cool news point that uh, I was kind of excited about, but also a little apprehensive about. Sega. Kind of hit in a big way. Uh, they're trying to either rebrand or, or re-kickstart some of their some of their games. Um, they put out a nice little uh, teaser trailer, like Crazy Taxi. There was some shots from Streets of Rage. That they, What's that? I love that they like tease in the trailer. They they tease all of the games before they kind of show gameplay. Like there's like a. There's like a Shinobi cabinet like in the back of the room that they're playing in and like there's like all this other shit going on like before they actually jump into the the um sort of the first look at some of these I don't know if I don't know if these games are remakes or rebrands or just new titles in these genre in these IP mm-hmm. but yeah it looks like uh Sega's reaching into the well of, of some of their most storied franchises and and bringing some shit out. I will say uh Shinobi, Golden Axe and Streets of Rage are the three Dude, that uh fucking Golden really Axe, are you kidding me? Yes. Kind of kind of throwing throwing me a, a little bit of a a little bit of a tickle of excitement. Yeah, Jet Set Radio we'll was on there how too. they're implemented. Yeah, I, I never really played Jet Set Radio. I'm not so I don't know anything about it. I I know of it, but I never played mm-hmm. it, so I'm not really sure if I would like it or not. Some of the what they showed was like early development stuff of stuff they were kind of playing with with some of these. It wasn't the the final versions by any stretch, it seemed, but they they wanted to let you know that hey, we're working on these things. I don't know how I feel about a 3D Streets of Rage. Uh, I did see skate. Yeah. I did see skates in the background, skating, and that was badass. And then it was also a 3D uh, uh, Golden Axe situation. But I mean, which makes more sense? Yeah, than Streets of Rage. Right, like, Streets of Rage is like a side scroller beat 'em up. Golden Axe could easily be an ARPG, like an action RPG, dude. Like 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 Diablo or something. Golden like Axe that. was so cool. It's a great name for a game. Yeah, it's very classic. Yeah, yeah, I love it. All right, anyways, I'm excited about that. So we'll see what what comes of all of that down the road. Um, Visions of Mana, we got a trailer for this. It's coming to PS5, PS4 in 2024. This looks like to be an RPG, I believe. I don't know if this has anything to do with the secret of Mana. It's the same. It's like it's like the new. My understanding is it's like the new entry in that series. Okay, from Square Enix. So I. I don't have a lot to say about it, but I did. Enjoy, I did think this trailer looked good. I think the game looks good. Oh yeah! So yeah, we'll sure. just have to see how it comes out. Yeah, time will tell. Here's here's something that like you would think would be awesome, but every time we've gotten a game about Jurassic Park, it seems to suck. And I've never mm. even played one, but like if it was good, people would fucking be talking. Sure, sure. But we haven't really had a Jurassic game, Jurassic Park game that has turned heads, so to speak. There's a new first-person Jurassic Park game called Jurassic Park Survival coming to PS5. I don't know how I feel about it. I haven't watched a Jurassic Park movie in forever. Dinosaurs are cool. I get it. But, like, 
I don't know. Fair, the trailer's really neat. Yeah, it looks I, cool. I don't know. Like, it, it, like, the graphics look great, and I love that. What the fuck? I heard that. Your cat. Your cat was meowing, dude. My cat. This, something's wrong with it. Um, oh, God. No, he just does that sometimes. Uh, they. I love that they. The, one of the first shots in the trailer is them recreating the classic. Uh, kitchen sequence from the original Jurassic Park movie. Like, I don't know if you noticed that or not, mm. but uh, where the I don't remember the name of the the girl from Jurassic Park is like hiding from the Velociraptors in the kitchen. Like, like they recreated that sequence. Interesting. And so, I don't know what this is going to mean from a gameplay perspective, but. It's kind of a neat idea, right? Like you're just you're trying to survive dinosaurs fucking hunting you. Is it until a helicopter can come pick you yeah. up or something? Is this like the Friday Thirteenth game where players can control the dinosaurs and some people play the humans? And it's just like this. That's a great game. question. I don't know if this is a multiplayer, single player game or not. I just assumed it was single player, but I guess it could be like an asymmetric multiplayer game or something like that. That would be. Very interesting. So real quick, fun fact about Jurassic Park Survival. It was canceled a long time ago. It was in development from Savage Entertainment, and it was going to be published by Konami. Um, And it got canceled. So this is actually the revival, at least of the same title. So they kept- it was, but it, it was canceled like literally twenty years ago. Like it yeah, was yeah, oh yeah, yeah, for PS2. So it's come out on PS2, like t- two thousand one. Yeah, way back in the day. So this is like I don't know if they're like hoping that they can brew some excitement up because they're like, oh, this is that fucking game that canceled twenty years ago. It's actually happening, <laughs> or like if if it's supposed to be the spiritual version of what that game was going to be that got canceled. I, I don't know. I, don't, I would assume so. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, enough about Jurassic Park. Hello Games, the studio behind No Man's Sky, announced their next new IP, and it's titled Light No Fire. And why this is interesting is because while No Man's Sky is like an eternal solar system or universe or whatever the fuck you want to call it, Light No Fire is actually a true, true-sized version of Earth that is that you can just is your playground, and and I think that like there will be colonies and people hanging out, and like I don't know, I love the idea of this. Uh, there it seemed like there are some medieval things, different depending on where you're at, maybe on the planet, like there's different cultures and different kinds of people and species, and like. It seems really creative, man. I just Hello Games better be careful. They've learned a lot, I think, with No Man's Sky, and uh, mm. I just hope that whatever it is that they're doing, they know not to say more than what it is. But what we saw, it wasn't like graphically holy fucking shit, but it was like the premise is really interesting. It looked very much to me like they took everything they learned about No Man's Sky, and they poured it into this game yeah down to the multiplayer and the like what is intriguing about me what is intriguing about this to me is not only that it's fantasy instead of science fiction yeah. but that 
all of the procedural generation, I think, is going to take place on one planet. Right. Like you're on the planet. Everybody's and as you on run the around. It, it's made for you. Right. So they're like the most impressive thing about No Man's Sky. I mean, take obviously everybody is upset about the messaging or whatever. But the most impressive thing about that game was how they were able to procedurally generate the universe. Right. And like every like hundreds of thousands of freaking planets that are all planet sized planets and it's all being built in real time and it's it's pretty insane and I would love to and I'm really anxious to see how they flex those muscles that they've built over the last ten years into like a more cure not curated necessarily, but like a more sort of zoomed in fantasy single planet you know you're procedurally generating ecosystems rather than like whole planets and things like that and and what does this mean for the gameplay i don't know i think it looks really good here's my question but uh everybody's gonna be obviously waiting with bated breath to see if what they're showing Mm. is what it will end up being. And I think that, no, I think the hello games is being very careful about their messaging with this because they said something in the trailer about like how this is showing real time multiplayer footage. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know if you remember seeing that, like in the trailer, it said something along those lines. Cause like the multiplayer aspect was very vague in the messaging of the original no man's sky. So, I think that they hopefully learned their lesson and this game will end up being more of a success from the get rather than uh, what No Man's Sky had to do with their redemption arc. So if it's really Earth-sized, this planet, and you have a character, when you play as your character, my questions are these. Is there a fast travel system? I hope not. I hope that it takes you six hours to fly your plane or whatever the fuck mode of transportation you have to get to another part of the the world. Like how how far would six hours in a jet get you in real life? Where where could you go in six hours from Pennsylvania? That would be like California, probably. Right. So could Maybe you imagine farther than that? Could you imagine if if wherever you spawn your first spawn into this world, like this is this is your this is your home, and then like yeah. you just have to fucking explore and get to these other locations and see what the hell else is out there. And I love the idea of this. And like everybody who buys this game spawns in different places. So like maybe you spawn and you're part of whatever fucking culture or fucking species, and you have a friend who's part of another species, and you don't know where where each other are. And like you have to like like build make a fucking map and figure it out like explore find find where one another are like that sounds so interesting and cool to me because if it's life sized planet like obviously like you know what I mean like in game life size it's not it's not an approximation or uh you know it's not smoke and mirrors to make it seem like oh yeah you're on a big planet but like you're actually on a planet that takes you like like jake said like if you have a flying machine six hours to get the equivalent from one side of the country to the next and that's just a country and then you have the rest of the world still and like there are other people out there 
And like, are there warring factions? Is there a through line? Is there a story? What, what does each culture, what does each species country or people try to, what, what's your goal? Right. Is it, I don't know. It just seems so interesting. It's like almost like second life, but like maybe not. Or every time you spawn in, you get to tell it where you want to go. There is fast travel. You can just pop up where the fuck you want and just look around. I don't know. I like the idea of it being more like region region based. Like, I don't know. I think it's really fucking cool. It's like a fucking social experiment. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Anyways, let's move on. Dude, don't nod. Studio behind Banishers. Son, Son of New Eden or whatever it's called. Uh, something of New Eden. Uh, also, the makers of Life is Strange showed off another new project of theirs called Lost Records Bloom and Rage. This is interesting. It's weird. It's like it starts off with these kids. Uh, they're in a garage band. They find like some crazy – something happens to them. They're older now. They're adults. And they're like, why now? Why is this happening now to us? Why now? So it's like almost like horror. Don't nod on like a little bit of a horror kind of twinge of horror. I don't know. It's more like thriller, but yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. It's interesting. I don't know what it's about. They didn't reveal much, but they're working on that. Uh, the go- the Banishers, what is it? Ghosts of New Eden? Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah, that game looks dope. Mm-hmm. Um, it, this, this trailer was cool. Yeah, I'm it was. I'm not going to lie. It definitely looks cool, but I don't know um what we're going to get out of it. Yeah. I thought I mean, it looked I assume a little it, weird. I assume it I assume it looks more it seems like it's another life is strange esque kind of game. Yeah, right, right, right. So the style It's the probably going to be great. Yeah. To be honest with you, It'll it just might not be for everybody. Uh new studio called Archetype Games. A comprised of former BioWare 343 and Naughty Dog employees have shown off a game called Exodus. And it features the voice acting of Matthew McConaughey. This game is about space, well, light traveling at the speed of light and how time for yourself doesn't pass, but everything around you, time does pass. This is the same thing behind that game where you fly a spaceship and uh, it wasn't like a huge budget. I played it briefly because I thought it looked interesting. Um Oh god, I wish I knew what it was called now. But anyway, same premise. But it, this is this this is more of a sci-fi RPG action romp. Um, but that game I'm thinking of, man. Oh god, it was on PS Plus. Oh Jesus, it's gonna drive me crazy. Do you know the one I'm talking was about? It FTL. No, what was it? FTL. No, this is. It was like more cartoony, and um, mm. you just kind of go. You just keep going, like away from the camera, and you're kind of you, you find different settlements, and then you meet them. Like you've been you've been selected to preserve humanity, and you're just going. I forget what it's called, God. But anyways, it, I get that vibe from this. And Matthew mm-hmm. McConaughey was at the Game Awards. Uh, it is what it is. I like him as an actor. I think he's fun. This game, uh, the cutscenes looked good. The gameplay looked a little, little rough. In my opinion, it looked like it wasn't smooth. It looked a little, a little robotic in a weird way. What'd you think of this Exodus showing? I'm excited for it. I, I'm very interested 
the the pedigree of Bioware three four three and Naughty Dog is pretty great. So if they're doing a Mass Effect style game or even like a sci fi third person action game with some RPG kind of elements to it, if it's got that kind of writing and everything, um I don't know, like it could be it could be a big deal. So we'll just have to see kind of how it how it plays out, but this is mainly just I don't want to say it was all cinematic, but it it's 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 just a taste of what it could be. And I I kind of like the premise and I like what's going on and there's some emotion in the trailer that leads me to believe that it might have some good writing to it and and so I'm interested in what it what it will end up turning out to be. I'm trying to figure out what the hell this game's called. I'm with you 100%. Um, the game looks interesting, but I just don't know. I don't know, man. I just feel like there were some minor red flags that came up when I saw some of the gameplay. It just didn't look like it was super awesome. Um, PSN game. What the fuck game is this called? Uh Jesus. It was like an indie game. Uh, indie game fly a spaceship around different worlds. Oh my god. What is this game called? I've talked about it on the show. Dude, if you guys can remember what this game is, I know someone listening knows what this game is. I it completely is breaking my concentration on the podcast. It's it's not Ascent, um, not Hyperspace. It's not No Man's Sky. Ah, Jesus. Not Subnautica. Not Starfield. God, I wanted to... It was on my wish list for a while, even. It doesn't matter. Let's move on to the next news point. Um, Supermassive Games and Behavior Interactive who are the creators of Dead by Daylight, have teamed up for another cinematic horror game. It's going to be single-player called The Casting of Frank Stone. Terrible name for a video game. Don't even know what that means. Who's Frank Stone? Why are they casting him? Are they talking about casting in a movie? Are they talking about like putting him in a cast? I don't know what it means. Casting him out of society? What does that mean? It's a terrible name. I like Supermassive. It looked fine to me. I, I love the shit that they do. Jake, anything on that? Um, I think that the trailer looked cool. Like, I love the idea of, so this Dead by Daylight thing is like a, I think it's like a, I want to say it's, it's like a, like a hardcore, like roguelike fucking dungeon diver kind of game, but it's like horror and there's all kinds of crazy shit going on. And, like, I love – the trailer made it seem like it was, like, there's this idea that these kids just kind of stumble into this sort of thing that's happening. It would almost be, like, imagine them doing a – doing, like, a a game where, like, random fucking kids stumbled into, like, the – like, stumbled onto the island of Battle Royale or something like that. And, like, it's it's very – like and they don't know what the fuck is happening. Like they're like they're not they're not they're not uh they're not privy to like the rules of the world and all this shit. Yeah. Like 
I think that that could be a cool concept for a that game. That is the concept of like, every Battle Royale movie. is like you get thrown into this thing and you're like, what's happening? And then like someone next to you gets fucking mowed down. You're like, oh, fucking run! Well, I mean, if you think about, <laughs> stuff, like, if you think about stuff like Hunger Games or whatever, like they yeah. all know what the fuck is going on. Yeah, And it's true. just like, so you know, they know the rules of the road. Whereas like if you were just like, okay, it, whatever, it doesn't matter. But like, uh, I don't know. It seems cool and super massive is great at doing these types of games yeah they are I know they haven't had anything hit quite as well as until dawn but i know that people have liked a lot of their other games in the dark picture stuff and even the quarry and everything mm-hmm. so um having them take a whack at a like at like uh utilizing someone else's ip in something kind of as uh interesting as dead by daylight could be could be cool and it could it could Get people interested in the Dead by Daylight franchise. Yeah, dude, I think it's a good team up. I think it's a good, it's a good uh, double dragon situation for studios to team up. Be Billy and Bruce, Billy and Jimmy, maybe two characters from Double Dragon. I don't remember their names. Um, the game Jet the Far Shore is the game. I'm oh, okay. Where like. You get elected to go on this crazy light light speed trip, and then everyone back home you know is going to die. So, anyways, Jesus, that was going to drive me crazy. Sorry, I had to look it up. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens with that game. I everything Supermassive does, I'm I'm in. A really cool game called No Rest for the Wicked is confirmed for PS5 from Moon Studios. This is like a super stylistic looking Diablo kind of game. It kind of has darkest dungeon uh, art style, but like better, maybe even like I don't know. It looks really cool. Um, this game looks dope as fuck. Yeah, and I don't know the, the tr- Moon Studios were the ones we never got that never got it on PlayStation, but they're the ones that did those Ori in the Blind Forest, right. and Ori in the Will of the Wisp, or whatever for for Xbox, and those games are really well regarded. So I think that. Um, we can we can sort of assume that they're a competent developer, and I think that this trailer shows a game that I would definitely be interested in playing. It like it looks very like you said, it looks like Diablo, but it looks stylish in a unique and interesting way, mm-hmm. unlike a lot of the. Uh, games like that that we've seen that are either very, they're either very, uh, I don't know if you want to call them dark fantasy, like realistic kind of, or they're kind of cartoony. Like this is somewhere towards more the cartoony realm, but like in a dark and interesting kind of style. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's like a very, grimdark it's kind of cool. thing. Yeah. It's super cool, dude. I I never even heard of this game, so that was that was a nice little surprise. Uh, Skull and Bones, which has been postponed and delayed like probably at least twenty times, now has an official release date for the PS Five, uh, February sixteenth, twenty twenty four. This is, is this Ubisoft EA. Who's making this mm-hmm. game? I I, I I don't even really care about it. I mean, it looks fine. It looks. Dude, I don't know. It's like they show like a really they awesome CG. Tra- they show they a cool CG trailer, this. dude. Yeah, and then it's just like the game looks kind of lame. I don't know. Yeah, I I don't even care. Next one is such a disappointment. 
but I will accept it because I know it will be worth it. Warhammer 40K Space Marines 2 said it was going to be winter of 2024. This is early winter. We got a release date of September 9th, 2024. So we're about nine months away from Space Marines 2. It's fine. I I do agree with you that when I saw this, I was like, whoa, that they were, they pushed it back a lot farther than I expected them to. But there's a lot of shit coming out at the beginning of this year. Mm. And if they're like, hey, we can avoid that window and we can add a bunch of polish to this game and maybe release a banger in the fall of 24, mm. go for it, in my opinion. I got, I got shit to play. Yeah. You know, you only get a you only get a sequel to Space Marine once. <laughs> this is so, true. You know, like I you know, I don't wanna I don't wanna be uh I don't wanna be playing any duds over here. Yeah. So make just it good. Take your time, make it good. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's all I gotta say. Um there's another game, Jake, that they uh has been out and it got really good uh feedback. It's been out for a while. But it has been confirmed to come to PS5 on March 7th, 2024. It's called As Dusk Falls. I'm not sure about it. I don't know if you've heard anything about it. But it looks like a game that you make decisions in. But it looks like a lot of – like no animation maybe. But just like a lot – like a comic book. Like It's like a visual novel style. Yeah, it's weird. But but it's like cel-shaded – like real images of people like it's it's very um interesting this has been out on xbox for a while now and people seem to really dig it so it's not a game that i'm gonna play but uh if you're into that visual novel style you're into the you know decision making kind of games this might be something for you i i think it has a pretty good story and everything from what i've heard so yeah maybe check it out if you're into it but it's it's not for me all right from the persona developer they announced metaphor re or re Re. fantasio fantasio yeah so i don't know anything about it i i'm not the persona dude jake any any interest in this um, yeah, I'm definitely interested in the game. Uh, the the fact that it's coming out next fall of next year mm. is totally fine to me. Um, I I think that we need to probably spread some of the. And if this is anything like Persona Five or like Persona in general, it's gonna be long as fuck. So I don't necessarily like Persona Five. The first time I played it, I think took me a hundred and fifteen hours to beat, and so, and that's not like doing all the crazy shit. That's just like that's how long it took me to beat the game. So I am one hundred percent okay with only having one of these games in a year, and if I gotta wait until whatever fall of next year to play this i'm totally fine with it but i think the game looks awesome interesting those guys they make dope games you have to be into that style that like anime style game if you're not into it you're you're it's going to be maybe a little bit difficult to get past that in order to uh 
in order to play it, but I think this one looks like it's a little bit more action-oriented, a little bit less turn-based like Persona is, so it might be, uh, if you're interested in, in, in getting into that developer's work, but maybe you're not interested necessarily in turn-based games, this might be something for you. All right. Um, but it's worth checking out. Well, I'm excited. All right. For fair sure. Enough, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Not on my list, but I'm glad you knew something about it. Uh, we're getting a playable demo for the upcoming Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown, on January 11th, 2024, which will be a week before it launches. I'm getting big Strider vibes from this game, although not as pretty as Strider. I still think this is the right direction for Prince of Persia, like a 2D action platformer, Shinobi-esque, Strider-esque. I think this is the right – this is how the game started. Uh, in a, They're going back, yeah. Yeah. Well, this is this is what Prince of Persia is meant to be, I believe. So I know, I know. like – I know people really want like a proper remake of like Sands of Time or Warrior Within or something like that, which were like the first 3D Prince of Persia games on Xbox. Mm. They, they might have come out on PlayStation 2, but um, those games were sick as fuck. But like I think that Prince of Persia, I don't know that it has the – Excuse me, the, the the zeitgeist that it once did. And so I think that this is how you build interest is throw something out like this a little bit, maybe a little bit lower budget, get it out there, get people interested in the IP, and then maybe consider doing like a proper remake of Sands of Time or something like that. Yeah. But uh, am I going to play this? I don't know. I'll have to see when it comes out. I've never really been like the biggest Prince of Persia fan I'm not, I don't. I guess I should just say I don't have any real attachment to it. Mm. But um, I'm excited for those people that have been clamoring for a Prince of Persia game for a while. But I think this game has been in development for a while, so I don't know what uh, what's going on there. But hopefully, it's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think when a game like this is in development for a while, I think it's a good sign. It's hard to be. I mean, the gameplay's got to feel right. And like, if it is a platformer with spikes and stuff that you got to make sure you can like double jump around and stuff, like I, they just got to get the controls right. And if they do, it could be really good. N- there's a new multiplayer shooter called The Finals, and it is uh, available now on the PS5. It's free to play, and the first season is live. You know, this game doesn't look like it sucks. I just bet it won't succeed because. There's so many fucking games. Well, it's free to play too, so you have to be um, on point with your content in the free to play space for people to stick around. Yeah, and I think the game looks great. Yeah, I don't know if it's something that I'm going to be all that interested in playing, but I think it looks great. If I'm being completely, I might give it a shot. If if it's something you can pick up and put down quickly, yeah. Might be worth it. Look, I mean, I honestly, I I love the style of yeah, it. Yeah, like, yeah, I think it, looks, it good. looks cool. I agree. Uh, a show that I didn't watch, Jake, was the Twisted Metal TV show. I never got through the first episode; just I didn't have the energy mm-hmm. to. Uh, not that it was bad, anything, but uh, the the main actor, I forget his name, made an appearance, and and he did confirm that the Twisted Metal TV show did get approved for a new season. I believe that's on Amazon. Is that Amazon? 
No, it's Paramount Plus. I think that's why I haven't watched it. No, it's something else. You sure? I'm pretty sure it's Paramount. Yeah, we don't have that, but I had access to it at one point. Um, Twisted Metal TV show. Uh, I don't. It doesn't even say. Seriously, like, do you know how to Google? Yeah, dude. I type Twisted Metal TV show. All it is is about the characters and who's in it. Didn't Twisted say who... Metal T- TV what? show streaming channel. Peacock. 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 Well, we're both wrong. <laughs> 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 They're all the fucking same to me. Uh, all right. Moving forward. Action RPG. The first Berserker. Kazan. Showed us a gameplay trailer. It's got a weird visual art style. It didn't jump out at me. I got nothing on this one either. Yeah, it it's one of those things where like it looks cool, but it also looks kind of generic at the same time. Like this might be one of those games that is gonna live on hype. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's not a the I'm trying to see who the developer is for this do you know no i don't like is it somebody that i've heard of before i'm, I'm like know. on the website right now and i'm nexon so unless nexon is the or the publisher i'm not really sure it does have some kind of dark soulsy kind of vibes to the combat mm-hmm. so i'm not I don't know. I like. I, I'm just. We've been getting a lot of games like this recently, so something really has to s- kind of jump out. It's almost like a lot of these games. I just need to, like, I don't even care until it launches, right. and then people are like, "This is how cool the game is," and then I could be like, "Oh, I should care about it." All right, I'll take a look at it. But like, so many of these games, it's just. Like, I can't tell the difference between all of these, like, action fucking RPG Souls-like games. Like, they all just seem the same to me. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'm not saying it's going to be bad. It could be great. But uh, I have no real opinion on it, I suppose. Yeah, I'm kind of on the same same page. I think it looks good, but it's so it's it's difficult to tell what's going on here. Uh, Souls-like stuff, I'm not really into. Uh, you know, art style looks good, um, but I don't, I don't know. It's gonna, it's gonna have, it's gonna face some adversity to get to stand out in a crowd. I think. Um, Persona Three Reload trailer, Jake. Persona, dude, you good? You want to? I'm excited. I actually really do want to play this game, so <laughs> I probably will wait to see how well the game, like what they did with the remake, no. because the whole reason why I haven't played Persona Three yet is because the way that the dungeon, the the uh, Tartarus, I think is what they call it, maybe, um, or like the the fucking tower or whatever the mm-hmm. hell it is, I. Uh, it didn't like it's like my understanding is that it was it's very antiquated so i'm very curious how they adapt the combat to be a little bit more modern in terms of uh the dungeon crawly aspect of it 
Um, so as far as, I don't know, dungeon crawly is not really the right way to put it, but the way that the dungeons work. So, but that said, I am, uh, pretty excited to play this game because the, from what I've under, from what I understand, the story is super dark and apparently pretty good. So, okay. I, I loved four. I loved five. I'm interested in playing for sure. All right, happy to hear it. Exoborn, an extraction shooter that I think has people who've worked on The Division working on this game, uh, is developed by Shark Mob, and it's going to have story, content updates, live elements, and is going to be releasing on the PS5. Dude, just like, I don't know, man. There's a lot of games like this. Again, it's just like... I mean, it looks good. looks... The trailer looks good, but you lost me to Extraction Shooter. So mm. it's not – dude, remember I, – I remember in the first division going into the dark zone for the first time and, just and being trounced. like, nope. I noped out. I noped out so fucking fast that it was like – dude, I, I absolutely hate the idea of – putting effort into a game and then having somebody gank you at the last minute yeah. and just losing all your progress. Like, it's the whole reason why you I never could, got into dude. Grand Theft Auto Online. I just... Dude, I, I play games to kind of immerse and relax. I don't play games to, like, fucking have to worry about other players who are way better than me just stealing all my shit because I think it's funny. Like, that just doesn't really do it for me. So... uh yeah, I know extraction shooters are in right now. Um, I am interested in seeing more about this game just from a an, uh, a academic perspective, but there's no fucking way I'm going to play it if it's an extraction shooter. Period. <laughs> Dude, that's so funny to me. Um, yeah, I I'm not going to dive in. I'm just going to wait for the next division. Um. And then we got a couple left, and then we almost nailed our 2023 Game Awards chat to about one hour, which is awesome. Uh, a new EA Originals title was shown. It's called Tales of Kenzera, Z-A-U. Uh, it's an action platformer. This looks good. People get excited about these EA Original games. They're usually they're usually handled correctly. They're they're usually uh, received well, and uh, I, I think this game looks nice. Yeah, I mean, I, dude, I'm I'm always down for a, a I don't want to say always, but there's a lot of times where I am just in the mood for a good platformer, right? To like just cleanse the palate and, um, dude, usually at least a couple times a year, once or twice a year. I'll pull my Super Nintendo out of the closet just to play like some old fucking platformers like Super Mario World and stuff. And it just does such a good job of just cleansing my palate from all of these super intense like visual and narrative experiences that we get now. And right. so, you know, I could definitely see something like this being a good way to do that. And, uh, I'm glad that EA is is pushing forward with their originals program and not kind of uh, 
what do you want to say? Not uh, not letting it die after. What was the most recent EA Originals game that? Oh, Immortals of Avium, which oh, was like right. a dud. Even though apparently it was a decent game, like it just didn't sell. So I'm I'm glad that they're sticking with it though, and I, I like to see a game a, stu- a developer like EA or a publisher like EA even um, invest in some of these smaller titles. I think yeah. it's it's really good for the industry. Yeah, I agree. I think it's good for everybody. And uh, if the game is awesome, that's good optically also for EA. And uh, two last – no, last news point really. And then we can we can talk briefly about the Hideo Kojima thing even though it's, it's not going to be a PS5 thing, I don't believe. Um, but Thrasher sounds a lot like a game called Thumper because it is created by the same developer and it's going to be a VR game. There, however, has been no mention specifically that it will be coming to VR 2. I can't imagine that it won't be. But this game looks interesting, and I don't know that it looks better than Thumper. But once you get in the fucking headset, maybe it is. But Thumper is still one of my favorite VR games of all time. But this game's cool. I'm glad they're doing something. It seems definitely to be some kind of a spiritual successor to Thumper. It looks to me like it's going to be more motion control based versus sort of rhythm controller, like timing based. Yeah. Which is a bummer to me because I don't know that I want to be like waving my arms around in the air to like play one of their games. But, um, we'll just have to see. It seems like it's like, it's very much in, I don't know informed by thumper with like the big bosses and like all of that kind of thing so um but i didn't i don't know that i actually watched the trailer with the music because that was one of the things that was awesome about thumper was the environment the atmosphere the the sound the music everything was just top tier with thumper so i'm curious how they will sort of roll that aesthetic experience into this game yeah really yeah dude i I can't imagine they're going to do a bad job. Um, and I only say that because, my God, Thumper was just done so well. You know what I mean? I'm sure it'll be fine. I just I just wonder if the gameplay, like the input method, is going to vibe with me as much as the on-rails rhythm of Thumper. Right. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say. Did you want to talk briefly about the Hideo Kojima thing or no? Not even worth it? So, yeah, I mean, it's a, apparently an Xbox game. Mm-hmm. That you're talking about the OD trailer. Yep. Um, it's very intriguing in like a Hideo Kojima fashion. It's like all of these people saying the same phrase, but like in very weird ways, like different ways, and then like clearly something fucking bizarre happens at the end where like the girl reading it out is like clearly getting upset and starts screaming. And like, <sighs> I just want to know what this is. Yeah. Like, is it going to be a game that I'm interested in? I don't know, but there's one thing that you cannot say about if there's one thing that you can't say about Hideo Kojima, it's that like his shit is not interesting. Like, when he puts out a trailer, 
you are done watching that trailer wondering what the fuck is going on and yeah. wanting to know what the fuck is going on. It's a really on. hard thing it's to do. It's not like one of these things where it's like, oh, that trailer was random and weird and like I don't really care about it because whatever. It's like, no, Kojima puts a trailer out and it's random and weird and you're like, I got to know what the fuck is happening I need here. more info, right? Yeah. And so I – I'm excited about it. Whether or not I'm going to play the game is remains to be seen. Whether or not I care about the game remains to be seen. But Kojima puts out fucking just bonkers crazy, stuff. Crazy, interesting and unique stuff and there's 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 nothing and he's always leveraging technology in very cool and unique ways. He always has great soundtracks. He always has great actors, great voice acting, great performance capture like you know this shit's going to be a banger for somebody, regardless of whether or not it jives with you or me. Right. So it's going to shake the industry, and that's what I'm most interested in. People are going to start talking. Yeah, and and the cool thing about it is he's, he, he also said he's teaming up, and Jordan Peele made an appearance, and Jordan Peele is like comedian firstly, but like is almost becoming a better movie director. Or creator, like he's he's done Get Out, he's done uh, it was called The Others or something like that. The other, I forget what it was called, but he's done some scary movies, and uh, he's yeah. got a wicked mind, man. So those two guys working together, they they clearly respect one another. And Jordan had a lot to say about about Kojima's this project, and he said, "Man, you guys aren't even ready." for what this game is going to be like, you've seen nothing like this before. I promise. And like, it seems so believable from him. Uh, it didn't sound like lip service or like advertising, like come from Jordan Peele. Like he seems like he's a straight shooter. I don't think you could pay him any amount of money to get him to like hype something that he wasn't actually excited about. So, uh, he seems straight about stuff. So I, I'm excited to see what this is, but yeah, I don't know. That was, uh, that's pretty much it for the Game Awards. There were three, four other quick news points before we head out, Jake. The next news, uh, overall, real quick, uh, on the Game Awards, were you satisfied with what was shown? Um, Anything you wish you would have seen that didn't make an appearance? I don't know if I have any comment on that per se, but... I feel like they showed a lot of good stuff, but I didn't see anything that really kind of gave me wowzers in my trousers, if that makes any sense. Like, it it just, it was good. There was some interesting stuff, but we didn't get any, like, Sony banger like this is the next Ghost of Tsushima or this is the next like here's gameplay from Wolverine or here's like the next uh Naughty Dog title or or anything like that like we got God of War DLC fine whatever I don't care about this because it seems to be just like a roguelike expansion but like I don't know there's some stuff in there that I thought was was pretty pretty freaking cool like um you know rise of the ronin final fantasy 16 dlc's shadow dropping is pretty neat 
the like I said before, the Visions of Mana trailer looked pretty neat. Yeah, the Hello Games thing looked awesome. Uh, the the uh, the Exodus game looked dope. So there there was shit there that like was cool, substantial. But yeah. but there wasn't anything there where I was like, oh man. Like, this is going to, like, shake the industry. Dude, I will say this also. I'm with you. There, There's one thing that I that I wish would have made an appearance that didn't. Because I don't know when the fuck it's going to happen. Uh, but Darkest Dungeon 2 was not announced for console or anything. And, like, it's been out on PC for a while now. And it's it's becoming very much enjoyed by a lot of people. And it's just like, come on. Just bring it to console i will say and i know you don't have a, i know you don't have it on this list because it's not probably going to be on playstation but arcane over on the xbox side for bethesda is doing a blade game mm. which is pretty like the like the marvel property blade the vampire hunter which is pretty fucking cool like i'm curious what that's going to be um but yeah i mean i'm with you like I would say that this is like a like a solid good. Yeah, I agree. Nothing, not, like I'm not like I wasn't. I was excited to check everything out, and I wasn't disappointed by what I saw, but I wasn't blown away either. I think, and this this just again speaks to the beginning of our show of how important Grand Theft Auto Six is. That trailer came out before the Game Awards show, and uh, there was nothing at the Game Awards show that gave me the same vibe as that Grand Theft Auto 6 trailer, and uh, that's just fucking rock star money and rock star talent there, and it's yeah, and it's just like, man, I, I would have loved to have seen something huge. There, there weren't really any major, major big titles for Sony. You know, there, we didn't get our, we didn't get anything on the Wolverine. We didn't see anything about factions, like you were saying, Jake. We didn't see anything, you know, of what, you know, I, I don't even. We just didn't. Like, get, what's Sony been doing? Exactly. How long Thank has it you. Been right. Since Days Gone came out. Like, yeah. it's been a long time. Like, there's, there's been no sound. You know, what, what about what about these like fifteen different fucking Horizon projects that are happening? Mm-hmm. You know, like what uh, what's going on? I I don't know. I mean, we're talking specifically about Sony first party, obviously, but Sony's keeping um, it close. Yeah, I I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, though. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm with you. All right. So the other quick news points are there were some because it would be remiss not to bring this up. There were some random PSN account bans that were happening. For just players, and they didn't know what was going on. They were logging, they were getting onto their PlayStation. Said your account has been banned, terminated, or whatever. And then, with no reason, and these people were just regular gamers like you and I. And then, out of nowhere, Sony started reversing these bans that were imposed on on gamers by accident. But Sony has not yet offered any explanation as to why this happened or how it happened. So that's really fucking mm. weird. That's a thing that's going on under behind the scenes of all this shit that we were just talking about. I don't have anything else to say about that. Jake, do you have any comment on that or just it's a developing story? 
My guess is that something in their automation for their bands and stuff probably went cuckoo, mm. and they had to just fix it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe if I had firsthand experience with this, I would be a little bit more excited about it, yeah. but... I don't know. As long as as long as Sony's fixing it for the people that were affected, I'm not necessarily too worried about it. Touche. Yeah, I just uh, it's just weird when shit like that happens, and and the company doesn't offer any kind of, hey, we know this thing occurred, we've we're correcting it. You know, sorry, there's not even that. Anyways, Bungie, you know. Uh, they're, 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 the employees over there at Bungie are starting to get worried. You know, they, they've pushed out some of their Destiny shit. They've pushed out stuff. They're, they've let people go. Um, they're now concerned that they're missing financial targets that Sony has put in place for them. And, and they're saying that, you know, as far as what can happen is, is that Sony apparently is able to dissolve the structure of Bungie and take complete control over the company if specific revenue goals are not met by Bungie. This is part of their agreement. So this is interesting. And and the workers there... I don't know if they all are concerned, but this was a news article on Push Square that there is there is some concern that there's going to be a complete Sony takeover at Bungie. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know if that even happens. I don't know. But, I mean, this is newsworthy. And uh, if the workers at Bungie are concerned that that's going to happen, that implies that they don't want this to happen. For whatever reason they have, they may have, you know, but they are worried that they're they're missing their financial targets right now. So it's not going in a great direction over there. Jake. Well, I mean, Sony owns Bungie, so I'd be shocked if they didn't have the ability to sort of do what the fuck they want. I mean, obviously Bungie made this deal with guaranteeing some autonomy in terms of the way that they release their games and things like that. But there's no way Sony just spent $3 billion on Bungie and was just like, yeah, do whatever the fuck you want. They, they probably had stipulations in their contract that was like, you've got re- we're spending a lot of money on you. We're spending a lot of money to keep your talent. You need to hit these revenue goals. Otherwise, we're jumping in, you know, We'll we'll take over, and Bungie's I think in a bad way right now. Their shit's not hitting like it should, and players aren't happy. And so I'm a little bit curious how this is gonna work out for them. But I think that probably what's going on more than anything is that some of the Bungie staff are probably getting out there and expressing their concern as sort of a way to preemptively push back against Sony mm. doing something like this. Because if, if if they come out and they say stuff like this, obviously the community 
in the industry is going to rise up to their defense against the big bad Sony or whatever. Oh, and people get let off, and but, it's Sony's fault, right? It's nobody else's. Yeah, so so like Sony might – they're doing this so that maybe Sony will uh, uh, – be a little bit cautious about making any drastic moves or whatever. But in reality, money's money, dude. You were acquired as under the assumption that you could provide a specific value to Sony. Right. And if you're not providing that value, then they have the right to do whatever they need to do to to kind of extract more value out of the company. And I, I, I'm not saying that it's right or wrong or people should be should or should not be upset about uh, people being laid off. Obviously, it sucks when people lose their jobs. I don't advocate advocate for people losing their jobs when at all possible. I'm just saying that, like, there are two sides to this coin, and it's not, an, it's not necessarily Sony's fault. Right. Right, right, right. That it, that Bungie is failing to accomplish their goals. We may find out that it is. Maybe Sony's putting unrealistic res- expectations on them. Maybe Sony is forcing Bungie to do things that they didn't want to do. But uh, put them in the old vice grips. Yeah, but you know, I don't know. Like, there's no really, there's really not a big, there's not a lot of a, there's not much of a point to us speculating too hard on this when we have nothing but conjecture and just guesswork to as to what the actual situation is here cuz Sony is is so tight-lipped about business uh goings on that you're not going to know what's really going on inside of Bungie. It's just it just isn't going to happen. Right. So, right. And yet the, the the other thing is too if you think about it. I you know, how many times do – I mean like – I don't know. Squeaky wheels get the grease, right? And you could just have a handful of employees that are just fucking running their mouths because they're unhappy, you know, that are just paranoid people. But I don't know. if the, Where there's smoke, there's there's sometimes fire. Mostly there is. But I, it's it, – yeah, I mean, you're so, right. They, Sony just laid off a bunch of people from Bungie, so – right. It's not like it's unfounded, right? But uh, they could be uh, doing a little bit of self-preservation talk here too, which is, you know, to be considered. Yeah, dude, it could be could be a number of things like that, dude. Phew, time will tell. We'll see what happens with Bungie. Uh, the the saga will continue. Um, two more news points among us was it was a big game last year during covid especially during the big pandemic it is uh now shadow dropped available in vr2 you can play it you can play it in vr if that was your if that was your jam you can get in there and uh you know do the chore list thing and then find out who the imposter is so i don't know that's cool yeah i'd, I'd kind of be curious to see what it looks like in vr to be honest it probably is pretty fun um probably way more intense because you're in the you're in the spaceship and you have to figure out you have to follow signs to get to where you need to go in vr right like if you have to go do the thing um it's probably way cooler in vr to be honest then i'd have to see i'd have to see the uh the perspective mm. first person really I matters 
Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be really cool. All right, and then lastly, uh, we got to we got to talk about this. Uh, we don't have to talk a lot about it, but there was a new mode announced for the Last of Us Part Two, uh, the the remaster, and it's called No Return. There's a lot of Naughty Dog advertising for this now, and it just seems kind of like a roguelite, but you can play as different characters and stuff. It looks kind of cool, man. And uh, it looks it looks like it's going to add some quality of life to the game. I will admit that while some people don't like the way the combat and mechan- like the 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 moment to moment action is in the Last of Us Part Two, I actually do like it. Some people think it feels uh, thinks it feels a little sluggish or like it, it's not as responsive as they want it to feel or like it just feels like it's too realistic. Um, dude, I fucking love it. I think it's awesome. So this yeah. this might be fun to try. Uh, I'm kind of on the fence about all this Last of Us remastered shit. I didn't get the last one that they did for part one, but I don't know. It's, it's tough. Jake, that's all I have for the show. Uh, because we're recording this Friday evening, there is no new list of games for this week posted yet. Uh, we get all that stuff from Push Square. They have not put the article up. So there's nothing I can really say about that. We could have done some research, but really, what's the point? You guys just go on the PSN look around. That's all I have. I hope that the listeners enjoyed to the season in Northwest Pennsylvania last week. And we're going to put it on again this week. And... Uh, Jake, do you have anything closing for the listeners? This has been a very long episode of PS is Awesome. It's been episode 306, and uh, I hope that everybody enjoyed it. Jake, I'm going to let you say whatever you need to say, and then we'll call it a night. While I may not be all that interested in God of War Valhalla, the new roguelike mode for God of War Ragnarok, there is a song called Valhalla by the German metal band Blind Guardian that is fucking awesome. Okay. So if you're interested in consuming something called Valhalla, but you may not be into God of War, check out specifically a live performance of Blind Guardian playing Valhalla because it's fucking insane. Anyway, that's all I got to say. Good to know. I, I haven't eaten anything since fucking lunch. Yeah. So, uh, and Sarah's not home right now, so I'm probably going to go, like, make some fucking pizza rolls or some shit. That sounds awesome, actually. Pizza rolls sounds so good right now. Dude, yeah. I'll tell you this, and then I'll let you eat, but Mike Fritz, the guy who did the artwork for uh, the Flood record and the Wonderful Land record, he sent me a link to and he's really in the metal and I wanted to I wanted to share this with you before we get off the phone or off the call. He sent this thing. And maybe you know about it, but there's there's a super group, okay? And uh they're called Slower, S L O W E R. And uh they're members from other bands and they are a Slayer cover band. But they play the Slayer songs slower. But they're so fucking raunch and like metal and like they got some fucking weight to them. And it's they're really good. You got to check them out, dude. They're called Slower. I don't know uh, 
I don't know how you... So they literally just play Slayer songs, but slower. Slower, and, like, they just sound meaner. Yeah, they're awesome. It sounds awesome. Like, it's just like... I don't know. I don't know, man. They just... It just sounds fucking rad. You should check Mm, them out. That's wild. Yeah. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I was so happy that Fritz sent me that. I was sitting at work, and I put that on. I was like, yeah, this is what I needed for Friday. Anyways, that's it for the podcast. It's been episode 306 of PS. This is awesome. We talked about the Grand Theft Auto 6 trailer, our reaction to that, the Game Awards 2023, breaking down all of the releases that we thought were pertinent and our opinions on them. We hope you enjoyed our conversation today. And if you do, uh, we ask that you jump into our Patreon. Subscribe for $1 a month. Throw a dollar our way if you can. If you cannot... Make sure you are subscribed to our YouTube channel. It's been sitting at the same subscriber count for a long time, and that is what it is. Our audience comes and goes. Some people stick around. If you want to write the show, please write the show. We've been at it a long time. We're not going anywhere. We appreciate you listening. With that being said, stay warm. It's December. We hope you get your game on. Keep the controller charged, and we will talk with you soon. So, Jake... Like Open Roads, Omega Strikers, and Overland. P.S. Yes. This is is awesome. awesome.